right, uh, 822 is the time. During the break, I had a meeting with Mr. Hugh Douglas, who is doing <laughs> his show into Atlanta. He'll be doing shows here very shortly. In two weeks. Yeah. He will be on Midday Guys with uh, Joe Giglio. And, and he has now firmly agreed that we are going to take, we are going to actually drive Jonathan Gannon to Houston. Yeah. He's going to be getting probably this week because they need, this is the week off. Yeah. So he'll probably get the uh, permission and, to do that. And so I will be driving. I got a beautiful SUV. Hugh Douglas has agreed to ride shotgun. Okay. Which, frankly, I think he does pack heat, so that's literal. <laughs> we yeah, riding yeah. with that. <laughs> In He's the back seat will be Andy, who's hanging out with us today. Nice man. And then the fourth one will be Jonathan to get it. It's going to be a three-day trip. He confirmed. I was right there. Why three days? It. It's only 20 fact, hours right drive. now, Douglas said he is going to find some gentlemen's clubs on the way to Houston. <laughs> I confirmed that also. And, and Douglas has also stated that he plans to make it rain. Oh, yes, hey, yes, Jonathan. Yes. You get like a big thing of wands, and then you flick it up from your hand. At your and age, then- there's a different meaning to making it rain. <laughs> What are you suggesting? Bring your depends. <laughs> that is not, Jonesy, that is not making it rain. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Ava Graham, could you update us on our question of the day? I can. It's brought to you by Armin Chevrolet. Minor fender bender or major accident, Armin Chevrolet's collision center will make it right. Find your roads at ArminChevy.com. What is the biggest weakness of the 14-3 and three Eagles this season? 46%. Coaching. Yeah, we know what's second. 27% special teams. All right. Defense, 17%. Offense, 10%. All right. That's fair enough. On the line, this is a first. Set Joyd is coming up in a minute, but we got the commissioner of elections, Omar Sabir, checking in with us. Hi, Omar. Hey, what's going on, Ange? How you doing, man? I'm great. Thanks for checking in. I don't think you've ever called before. It's great hearing from you. Yeah, we listen to you every day, man. Me and my sons, man. And my my son, he said when I dropped him off, he said, "Why are we so?" He said, "Why?" He said, "Why are we so negative, man? We number one. Yeah, well, we number one, man. All right, we fourteen and three. Mm. You know, we just had a small little challenge, but we won, man. How many times have we called this radio station in these sort of games this season? We lost, man. We're winners. We're going to win the whole Super Bowl, man. Wow. All right, I'm glad you called because I need more positivity on the show, Omar. But in the fourth quarter, when this third street quarterback was going up and down the field, did you get a little uh, upset? Uh, I got a little bit upset, but you got to realize these guys are third string. They're playing their best football that they can play. Yeah. I mean, it's just what it is. I mean, they're trying to make the roster next year. They're playing with everything that they have. We were just out of control of the game. We knew we were going to win. You know, that was the, you know, win the game and nobody gets hurt. I mean, all of those things got accomplished. I mean, we're like the heavyweight champion. We got our win. I mean, you know, it's, it's just we're just getting ready for the Super Bowl, man. Right, I have no Omar, worries whatsoever. You are the commissioner of elections here. Um, do you think Gannon could get elected the mayor? everybody else is in it. <laughs> of Houston, maybe. I love it. Omar, thank you for checking in and thanks for straightening me out. I needed some positive people and I thank uh, you, sir. Great Super hearing. Super Bowl, baby. Super Bowl. Thanks uh, very much. And thank your son too. He he clearly was listening to this and not loving it. <laughs> maybe we'll turn this around now with our best guy. Nobody knows the the art of defense better. Then Barrett Brooks, former partner in the post-game show. 
Eagle God, Seth Joyner. Seth. Hi, Seth. What's going on, gentlemen? Good morning. Seth, I'm in a bad spot here. I've been complaining all morning, and they're 14-3 and three and got the bye. How do you balance what you saw yesterday, which wasn't very good, and 14-3? and three? Well, you celebrate the 14-3, and three and you hope that, you know, the rust that you saw offensively um, was just Jalen Hurts not having played, you know, for the last two weeks. Um, and realizing that they had him on a short leash, they were trying to protect him yesterday. And, um, you know, they've got two weeks to, you know, get it together and two weeks to get their rhythm and their timing back. I think that was more of what you saw yesterday was, hey, let's get him out there, get him throwing the ball, get him moving around, but let's not do anything crazy and, you know, and risk him in, in any way. All right, but Seth, the first nine play calls, scripted, Shane Steichen, all passes. Aren't you putting him in the line of fire when you could be running the ball? Well, actually, it was 10 plays in a row. They threw the ball the first 10 plays out the gate. I charted them as, as, they, as they went by. They, they threw it 10 times in a row before they actually ran the ball one time. Well, explain um, that. I don't understand it. Well, I don't think there's really any explanation. I think that, you know, this is – this has been a problem, in my opinion, the last three weeks. And um, I don't know whether it's a game plan thing, the low, you know, whoever we wind up playing in the first round of the playoffs and believing that this is how we're going to call plays, or it's that new mindset of, you know, offensive gurus today that, hey, we want to throw the ball early, get a lead, and then run the ball late, you know, to run it out. But, again, when you don't, convert third downs and you got your quarterback running around and you hold the whole purpose of, you know, playing him yesterday was just to knock off some rust and give some confidence to the rest of the team to get the division one and get the, the number one seed. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. You know, you got a thousand yard rusher. You got the best offensive line in pro football. You got a backup tackle playing on the right side and you come out and you just want to throw it all over the place. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Thank you. I feel better on the offensive side. Let me check the defensive <laughs> side. Yep. Seth, everything was fine. No points in the first half. The David, uh, what's his name? Davis. I keep forgetting. Webb. Davis, Davis Webb. Webb. It's right, easy Seth, to forget. Second half. The last three times he had the ball, he drove all the way down, got a field goal, two touchdowns against our number one defense. We still had all the starters in. How did that happen? Well, I think there is. You know, there's a pattern when you look defensively at how they play. Um, If the offense gives us a lead, we're going to be really, really passive. We're just going to be playing in a way that we don't want to give up the big play. And that's going to create for offenses, you know, opportunities to, you know, convert third downs and move the ball down the field and, you know, and, and make some plays. That's just the way it is. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember, I think right before the bye, um, Nick Sirianni even said as much that, you know, hey, when we got to leave, we're just trying to get this thing over with. You know, the the intent is not to blow the scoreboard up. The intent is not to, you know, pressure the other team's quarterback when we have a lead. It's, you know, what I call this protectionism, not only from the standpoint of having a lead and just trying to run the clock out, you know, but also protectionism in, in, in how you deal with your players sometimes. You know, like Jalen Hurts yesterday, you put him in the game, but the things that make him 
and that offense very dynamic, you took it away because you just wanted to make sure that you kept him healthy. Wow. All right, but but here's what I'm trying to figure out. So they're they're playing super soft to just bleed the clock. But they're uh, if you do that against the better teams, right, so that's not the Giants' third string, you're in trouble, aren't you? You face a good quarterback with a soft zone. He's going to pick you apart, isn't he? Man, listen, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. I mean, my my greatest two examples are, you know, you look at, you know, Kansas City and you look at Buffalo. Um, they don't call the dogs off to the last two minutes of a game and they know that they got you beat. They're trying to put 40 up every single time out. You know, Mahomes is throwing the ball with a 30-point lead. They don't care because their thing is that this thing could flip at any second. From a defensive perspective, um, you you look at Spagnuolo, and he continues to bring pressure. He's not going to just sit back and concede real estate to you all day long just because the offense is giving him the lead. They're trying to turn the ball over. They're trying to, you know, play the game in totality. But, you know, this is how Jonathan Gannon calls his defenses, you know. Um, And, again, in a lot of ways to his defense, I can see him trying to do things where he's trying to be a little more aggressive. A couple of times, Kazir White was up on the line. That's what Alex Singleton did last year. That's that five-man, six-man look, you know, where you're trying to bring the extra blitzer from time to time. But when you have mistakes behind it, you know, when you when you have your defensive backs that don't want to get up and challenge wide receivers at the line of scrimmage, you know, on third and, and two, and the receiver just turns around and catches a two-yard out or a two-yard stop route for a first down, you, you got you to gotta challenge people. But that's not his M.O. And I've just resigned myself to the fact that, you know, he's not going to – they're just not going to play it that way. To them, that's situational football. And in that situation, we don't need to be overly aggressive and give up something over the top. All right, then then you can help me with my final question here, Seth. Uh, Right now, Jonathan Gannon is by far the leading candidate to get the new opening in Houston head coach. (laughs) How should I root here? Should I root that he get that job? Because I have even – I'm set putting up a little bit of a carpool if you would like to be in it. You, Douglas, is coming with me, Seth. I got a slot for you in the back seat if you would like with Gannon. Maybe you could teach him some defensive philosophy. Should I be rooting that he gets that job so he's out of my hair after this season? Hey, hey, hey Angela, I think we all, um, no matter what we do, we all look to elevate our position. Um you know, in this world. And I think that the city of Philadelphia is rooting wholeheartedly for the success and the elevation of Jonathan Gannon to, you know, head coach somewhere in the NFL next year. That is a perfect answer. Seth Joyner, I am in awe of you on a daily basis. Thank you, my brother. You got it, my friend. Take care. Seth Joyner, uh, he says, you know, we all in this city look for others to better their own situation. Yes, we do. 